You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Tea nourishes and inspires. It is the most ancient of plant-based medicines, simultaneously energizing the body as it soothes the mind. Making tea is an art and craft as described on the Tea Biz portal. Intimately local, the 200 billion tea trade exerts global influence employing millions to enhance the well-being of all. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. Resilient Turkish tea culture offers comfort. Kiev is a Turkish word that describes the pleasure and enjoyment of taking tea. After last week's catastrophic earthquakes, Kiev takes on new meaning as hundreds of ad hoc groups organize to support the homeless and hungry. Vietnam reports a surge in tea exports. And Pukka Tea joins Canopy's Pack for Good initiative. Plus, Herbs and Kettles co-founder Porvi Cordia is a physician, tea sommelier, and avid traveler whose frequent visits to India inspired her and her husband, Abe, to directly source small-batch artisan teas from sustainable mid- and small-sized growers. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliptia Tea Estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. Ad hoc groups across Turkey are distributing food and hot tea, helping homeless locate places to stay, and comforting the hundreds of thousands of Turkish victims of last week's twin quakes. Tea is pouring in from around the world. Turkey, one of the top five tea-producing regions, consumes about 95% of the tea grown there. Kikur, Turkey's largest tea supplier, dispatched vehicles equipped to brew large quantities of tea for homeless residents in Hatay, one of the region's hardest hit by timblers that killed more than 35,000 people on February 6th, many in residential high-rises as they slept. Traditional Turkish tea culture is centered around the concept of kif, meaning enjoyment or pleasure. Tea is consumed in social settings, often out of the home. 
It is a source of comfort in time of grief. According to the Ministry of Culture and Tourism of Turkey, there are more than 200,000 registered cafes, restaurants, and bars that serve tea. Thousands of tea shops and street-level neighborhood cafes are located in quake-devastated downtown areas. Amaras, located near the initial quake's epicenter, reports more than 200 structures of eight stories and higher have collapsed. Damage is extensive in Atakaya, which is ancient Antioch, a city of 250,000, founded by Alexander the Great. Sanlurfra, ancient Edessa, is home to the world's oldest known megalithic settlements at Gofekli Tepe, a UN World Heritage Site. And in Syria, Aleppo is a city continuously occupied since 4000 BC. In December, UNESCO inscribed Turkish tea culture on the representative list of intangible cultural heritage of humanity as a symbol of identity, hospitality, and social interaction. Sri Lanka has sent a consignment of tea, and King Charles was visibly emotional as he met with volunteers and the Turkish ambassador over tea and Trafalgar Square at a pop-up. A 12-year-old boy erected a tea stand in Bosnia to raise money for quake survivors. Quote, I had the idea to set up the tea stand when I saw the earthquakes in Turkey and Syria on television, said 8th grader Benjamin Mahonovic. In Sarajevo. Contributions donated to Pomozi.ba, an online fund, are now amount to 219,000 km, about 120,000 US dollars for relief efforts in Turkey. Business Insight. Consider donating direct to AFAD, Turkey's Disaster and Emergency Management Authority. The link in English is en.afad.gov.tr. The Turkish Philanthropy Funds have offered to match donations through Apple, and the APHAP Foundation will triple match donations through Netflix. Visit the TBiz website for details. Vietnam's tea industry is snapping back from a slump. Exports to the U.S. grew to 9.8 million last year, up 18.4% in value on increased volume, making Vietnam the fifth largest tea exporter globally. Vietnamese tea imports made up 5.2% of the U.S. market in 2022 which totaled 121,500 metric tons and was valued at 516.2 million. By comparison, Chinese tea exports to the U.S. in 2022 totaled 14,900 metric tons, up 22%. The sales value of Chinese teas exported to the U.S. totaled 64.4 million, more than five times that of Vietnam, which sells very little packaged tea. In 2022, Vietnam exported 146,000 metric tons of tea, earning $237 million, a 15.3% increase in volume. 
Vietnamese tea exports total $190 million in 2020, according to the International Trade Center. The acreage under tea has since expanded to 124,000 hectares, and Vietnam has become a major transshipment center for China's exports to the U.S. to dodge U.S. tariffs. Quote, With these positive results, there will be a bright prospect for the export of tea in 2023, according to a report in the Communist Party of Vietnam's online newspaper. In 2020, tea prices averaged $1.10 per kilo for Vietnamese exports against a world average of $2.20 per kilo. Prices have since improved. In 2022, the average export price was $1.62 per kilo. Green tea accounted for 55,200 metric tons, about a third of all exports, and was valued at $104 million in 2022. Green tea prices averaged $1.88 per kilo last year. Hukka Tea is among several brands publicly committed to preserving ancient and endangered forests by transforming unsustainable paper packaging supply chains. In a Valentine's Day press release, forest preservationists at Canopy write that every year three billion trees, many from ancient and endangered forests, are logged to make paper packaging items like shipping boxes, food cartons, and lipstick boxes. The scientific community warns that at least 50% of the world's forests must be conserved or restored by 2030 to ensure global temperature increases stay below 1.5 degrees C and to address global climate and biodiversity crises. Quote, the time is now for companies to show forests some love by taking supply chain leadership end quote, reads the release. Canopy founder and executive director Nicole Rankoff said, quote, what better way to show love for the planet than to commit to saving the world's forests, biodiversity, and climate? We welcome this new cadre of brands, packaging producers, and innovators who are tying the knot with Canopy by joining the Pack for Good initiative to shift their paper packaging to circular, low-carbon alternatives that will provide both excellent packaging and preserve our forests. Organic herbal tea brand Pucka is among the several companies joining Canopy's Pack for Good campaign. The commitment includes a pledge to, first, reduce material use through design innovation. Next, maximize recycled content. Then, explore and bring to market alternative next-generation fibers. And finally, use only FSC-certified wood when virgin forest fiber is required. A total of 371 companies have made the pledge worth $197.5 billion in market share since the nonprofit Canopy launched the Pact for Good initiative in 2019. Business Insight. Eleanor Jeffrey, sustainability manager, said Puckatee is, quote, thrilled to join the industry-leading Pack for Good initiative to catalyze the move away from virgin wood-based packaging 
to using recycled materials and innovative next-generation materials. The initiative supports many of the solutions that PUCA is already exploring to reduce the climate and biodiversity impact of our packaging supply chain. We see this as an important collaboration to realize these ambitions and to strengthen our commitments. It is an exciting step towards achieving net zero emissions by 2030, she said. Arvinda Anantharaman in Bengaluru reports on this week's tea auction prices. India Tea Price Report for Sales 6, the week ending 11th February 2023. In news this week, the West Bengal State Budget was presented on February 15th. Finance Minister Chandrima Bhattacharya announced that the government will formulate a policy to grant eligible tea garden workers land rights. North Bengal, which includes Darjeeling and Jalpaiguri, has nearly 1.5 million people living on tea estates who have been demanding land rights. The budget has also taken into consideration the Indian Tea Association's request for exemption from payment of cess and agricultural income tax for the next two financial years. Where the budget has lacked is in regularizing the land status of small farmers who've converted to tea planting after 2001. And without regularization, these tea farmers cannot avail of any benefits available to the industry. In auction, it was a fairly uneventful week. Sale 6 saw about 8,500 tons of tea with a sale percentage of 77. Most of the tea on offer was CTC and the top selling grades was BP, followed by BOP, SM and BOP. Darjeeling saw some increase in prices compared to the previous week. Middle East and CIS countries continue to be active for Orthodox tea in Kolkata auctions. Gohari saw good demand from Western India. In the South, Cochin continued to see good demand for dust and fannings with a 93% sale volume. The weather has been largely dry across India. The Med Department predicts the weather will remain partly cloudy and dry over Assam and no rainfall expected in West Bengal, Kangra and the Nilgiris. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hello, I'm Bogdan, a passionate tea drinker and the inventor of the ultimate tea machine, the Brewmaker One. Preparation is key to making fine tea. Sequential steepings deliver the best taste possible and unlock the true value of whole leaf teas and botanicals. Brew automates that process without using any pots or capsules. This simple-to-operate, smartphone-controlled device stores steeping profiles to consistently make great tea at the push of a button. Brew also reduces time, waste and energy. That's because I engineered the brew to remember control settings for temperature, brewing time and quantity. Using my patented process lets you stack steep simply and conveniently. This week, T-Biz chats with Porvi Cordia, co-founder of Herbs and Kettles in Atlanta, Georgia. A physician, Porvi is an avid traveler and lifelong tea drinker whose frequent visits to India inspired her and her husband, Abe, to directly source small batch artisan teas from sustainable mid and small size growers.
small growers rightly focus on cultivating and crafting great artisan tea. They have little time and few resources to brand and market limited quantities of unique teas such as Kalap, an ancient Naga tea. The Naga tribe picks wild leaves to pack in hollowed bamboo before aging in smoke. Kalap is in demand locally along the Myanmar border and in India, one example of several boutique teas and collections curated by Purvi Cordia at Herbs and Kettles. Purvi is an educator, tea sommelier, and avid traveler. An online retailer of teas worldwide, Herbs and Kettles specializes in loose-leaf teas sourced directly from Indian farms they know. Herbs and Kettles contributes to the Pramaya Foundation's Red Panda Conservation Initiative to preserve endangered wildlife, prevent poaching, and restore habitat in the Singalia National Park in Darjeeling, West Bengal. Hi, Porvi. I'm happy to have you join us today at the T-Biz Podcast. You're Zooming from Atlanta, Georgia. Tell me, is the weather nice this time of year? Thank you, Dan, for having me at the podcast. The weather's better than in Winnipeg. <laughs> it's um, 45 degrees right now, and uh, the sun outside. I'm always envious when it's above zero. It was 32 below here last week. Will you share with our listeners why you started a tea business? It's a laborious, challenging task, but you're motivated, and I would like you to share that enthusiasm. So I'm a physician by profession, and I'm actually an academic physician. So I have I work at Grady Hospital in Atlanta, and I have students and residents who I coach uh, on uh, patients who are admitted to the hospital. I've always been into tea, intrigued by its health benefits. And so in 2020, with the pandemic and when it started, this was the time of self-reflection. Uh, I spent a lot of time either at work or with my family. My two daughters and I and my husband, we would definitely spend a lot of time outdoors. Tea was a big part of our life. And it would help calm me down and just make me feel happy. And, you know, just I was going through so much with the pandemic. It just made me calm. Pre-pandemic, I loved traveling back to India uh, we are into wildlife, and I would definitely find myself in Assam and West Bengal as part of my travels. I soon made the connection that because my passion for wellness, for tea, you know, and for traveling back to my own country, I was able to get the best batches from these small tea farmers that I, over time, have gotten to know and have become friends. And initially, it just started as a project, a passion project for me to get the best teas. Over time, I was like, wow, this is uh, amazing. Um, you know, the teas that I have been able to source are just marvelous. A lot of my our friends uh, really thoroughly enjoyed them. And that's when, you know, we were like, hey, maybe we should look at it uh, from a more business standpoint. We do have these amazing, high quality, loose leaf, directly sourced premium teas. And we should probably bring them to Atlanta and then share them. So, yes, it's been a definitely laborious process, but something that started more from love, love for tea and love for wellness. Sufficient quantities and consistency are often a concern for retailers sourcing direct. 
Are you mainly buying from individual farms and cooperatives or mid-sized farms of 20 to 30 hectares? Most of our farms are small to medium-sized. So there are farms as small as, I would say, five acres, but they use complete organic practices like cow dung, uh, pisciculture. The medium-sized ones are more in Darjeeling that I'm dealing with. So even when we go to these small tea farmers and get tea, we're looking at their best batches. So, you know, money is not our main concern. It's obviously trying to give them equal pay, uh, not to treat tea as a commodity, but also like, because we have the inside knowledge, like, hey, we work with these small tea farmers directly, they'll tell us what their best batches are. And so we try to get that for our customers. I think our customers have really started to appreciate good Indian tea. And like a few of them, like who are into, you know, gong fu steeping and really good high-end Chinese teas. And so it's nice to hear from them. Even like when we go to Darjeeling or we go to Assam, we try to tell them, hey, we want whole leaf teas. So, you know, not broken, let's try methods that the tea stays intact. Because I know a lot of our customers do gong fu steeping. Tell me about the kalap I'm drinking. I've had some in Assam. Then we're more of a medicinal mashup with healthful foliage and spices. This is a pleasant caravan-like smoked tea, not as piney as a lapsang. I think tea is more culture. There's not much competition when it comes to the small tea farmers. They're all trying to uplift themselves as a society and as a community. And uh, so it was one of them who introduced me to Kalab and sent me... Uh, when I was actually visiting them, I got uh, three bamboos back. And at that point, I was like, wow, this is really nice. But I was like, I never, I mean, I didn't really know how special it was until I read more and learned more. And I think that's just tea for you. There's so much to unravel. And the more you read, the more you learn, the more passionate you get about it. You know, I tried the color up and I was like, wow, there's so much energy. There's so much history to it. And it's been pretty hands-on. Yes, there are indigenous tribes like the Naga tribe and the Singpo tribe. We'll finally be meeting them uh, in the next couple of weeks. So one of our tea uh, farmers that we work very closely with is coming with us and we're going to go visit these two, uh, two tribes. And what's fun for me is I'm going to see the origins of tea in India and the indigenous practices around tea before British colonization. And then I'm going to you know, be passing through a lot of these big, sprawling tea gardens that were uh, created uh, during the British era. And now what's happening in India is the, uh, I think those, you know, sprawling tea gardens are going to be taken over by smaller tea farmers and more boutique style teas. So I'm very excited about, you know, having the whole experience where I see the color being made, you know, pass through one of these big uh, tea gardens. And while I make my way then back to the small tea farmers that I'm working with and, uh, you know, enjoy specially curated and made tea by them. Will you describe the consumers buying these teas? Thank you so much for this question. So our target audience or our target customers are usually uh, young professionals. And so in the 25 to 50-year-old range, women more than men. And I've seen a lot of them are like, you know, in engineering or software, you know, computer engineering or software or some kind of health-based 
uh, profession. So like nurses, the physicians, um, uh, yoga teachers, wellness instructors and practitioners, and then more engineers. So I think there's a growing uh, need for a drink like tea is a full body tonic. So more people are understanding that, hey, we need something that helps calm us down, is healthy, is full of polyphenols. And um, a lot of them are looking for an alternative to alcohol. And tea is wine sober sibling, you know. So I think it's a great way to get, uh, you know, to have a non-alcoholic beverage. So our our target customers are young professionals, um, women more than men. And then I feel there are three segments of customers. Uh, One's the good thing about Starbucks and Starbucks chai is that it did introduce people to tea. And so we have definitely a large chai-loving population and a chai-loving customer base. And then we have people who are already into loose leaf tea and mainly they were drinking Chinese teas and they were like, okay, fine. You know, I can see you have a single source Darjeeling. I always want to try Darjeeling, you know, or I have tried a Darjeeling before, but I didn't like it. Maybe I'll try yours. So then we have, uh, you know, the person who's inquisitive about uh, loose leaf tea and the story behind it, you know, the farms that we work with, our own story. So they'll come to us, you know, or, you know, get intrigued and come to us for that. And then I feel the third uh, segment is someone who's more into the herbs, so the tisanes, and they're looking for, say, something that's turmeric based or, uh, you know, something for digestion, like maybe a ginger so then we have teas that are, you know, uh, or like not, uh, herbal tea, uh, herbal teas that are for that segment. So, and the good thing about India and Ayurveda and, you know, the wellness of India is that it's authentic. There's a lot of good in it. And so we've able, and with our training in medicine, I think I'm able to discern what's authentic and genuine and what will definitely help and what won't. So I'm able to bring that back and share with my customers. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and tea experts Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.